Yes, people, we are bringing you a first, well, I don't know, it's the last chin check of the week because we've got a packed weekend to look forward to. We have got Fate Figueredo v Benavidez 2 on Saturday. On Sunday, we've got Jiu Jitsu Overtime, the debut event. But before we get to those people, we gotta break down Kata V Eek. So um yo, let's get into it. It's gonna be a packed one, people. Okay, so we are still on Five Island and tonight, Wednesday, we've got Kata versus Eek. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a decent card. A lot of European talent on show. 11 fights. Anik, Bisbin and Felder doing their thing on the table. And we start the night off with the bantamweight division. So we got Jack Shaw from Wales against Aaron Phillips who is making his return to the UFC. Uh, so he's got everything to fight for. Shaw's been out for a little while, so he wants to make a good impression, you know. Uh, and you know the thing is, right? So um, Shaw he realizes he wants to get this to the ground because he knows that's probably Phillips's weakest part of his game. Although we have seen that, you know, Phillips has improved that. In his time since being out of the octagon Right, so Shaw comes out and he goes Straight for a takedown Phillips, yo, he fights It well, fights it well Gets Shaw off him Lands some good kicks But, yo, Shaw He knows what he wants to do So he goes in He brings the pressure Because he wants that takedown He's got Phillips against the fence And, you know, he's getting off a few shots He's trying to, you know, pressure him Put his weight on him And, you know, get it down to the ground And he's doing this thing where he's trying to hook the leg And pull him away from the fence So it's a nice little move Nice little move, and he's doing that eventually. Get some space, so he jumps on Phillips's back, right? Trying to do a thing, jumps on the back, but he starts to slip off, so he jumps back off. Still hold of Phillips, and he's landing knees, and he's uh, yeah, just doing his thing until the buzzer. Second round starts. Whew, you know, Phillips needs to reset, so he's coming out, he's pushing up that jab, keeping a distance, using kicks, right? And he's not doing too badly, but again, Shaw knows where he wants to be, right? So he gets in, he lands some body shots, um, and uh, uh, like, Phillips is doing well, but he goes for a Superman punch. There's no need for a Superman punch in this, you know, situation. Keep it simple. But because he went for the Superman punch, it allows Shaw to get in, 
lined the tape down. So he's on top of Phillips. He's dropping elbows, vicious elbows. No one wants that. So, you know, Phillips does the only thing he can really do in that situation. He turns. Turning, though, hey, it's giving up his back. Giving up his back. Also, giving up the neck. Sure, he jumps on it. Gets his arm underneath. Sinks in that rear naked. And Phillips, he tries, but there's nothing you can do. Homie's got a tap. And Jack Shaw... Gets the win. So good win for um, sure. Unfortunate for Phillips. But it's a great way to start this event people. Great way to start the event. So uh, you know. Next up we go to the women's um, flyweight division. And we have got Diana Belbita Against Liana Juju. Uh, so, you know, hey, it's um, it's looking pretty good, right? So they come out and Pelbita, whoa, she lands a heavy overhand shot. It's like whoa, and she follows it up, hitting some shots, and you just think, yo. Juju does not want any of this. Bill Beater is looking like a beast. Um, now Juju goes for a takedown. Bill Beater like shrugs her off, right? But then Bill Beater takes Juju down, and you're just like, wait, what are you doing? What are you doing? Because she was having so much success on the feet. And Juju is, you know, she's, the ground is where she excels. She's got great jujitsu. So, yeah, it gets to the ground, right? Um, And Juju throws her legs up. You know, she's going for that arm bar. Now, the Belbita, she, she, you know, she realizes, ah, shit, fucked up. So she is fighting the armbar, fighting the position. You know, she steps over, she does everything. And you think, oh, you know what I mean? She's doing the right things. But you, you, she repositions, she cranks the arm, and uh, yeah. Gets the verbal tap. So, from what was looking like, oh, it could be going the wrong way. Liana Juju turns it around and gets her, um, I think it's her first win um, in the UFC. It was a, a tremendous performance on the ground. It really was. Uh, so, now we go to... Uh, the mm, flyweight division, yeah, and we've got Chris Fishgold against Jared Flash Gordon, and we all know the situation with Gordon. Hey, he's corner, all test positive, right? So he's got no team. He could have pulled out. He doesn't. Um, and uh, yeah, so 
there is another someone else there who um, is from their team um and uh felder right so felder's allowed to come off the booth go corner uh gordon which is incredible right so we get this fight which is all good so the fight starts oh man this fight starts with fireworks man Gordon, he throws a head kick that Fish Gold just manages to get his arm up and block. Then they're just friggin' exchanging leather. They're going at it. You know, it's closely matched, right? Um, Gordon, he uh, he gets a, a takedown. Fish Gold, though, he's able to reverse it. Gordon grabs a guillotine, and um, it's looking tight for a bit, but Fishgold manages to get out, right? But in that, Gordon's able to get to his feet, so they're back on their feet, they're exchanging. Fishgold, he likes the uppercut, you know what I mean? He, he's going for that, uh, he, he's going a lot, but Gordon... Hey, Gordon is so sharp in there. He is throwing... Oh, man, he's throwing hands. He really is, you know. Um, he's uh, He does a good job, changes levels, gets a takedown. But Fishgold, this time, he goes for the guillotine, right? Um, Gordon is able to escape it, and he is... Just dropping leather. You know what I mean? He's dropping bombs on fish gold until the end of the round. Right? So then we go into the second round. Um, you know, fish gold, he he wants to um he wants to get that f- bad finish back. So he comes out hard. Uh Gordon though, another head kick, right? Another good head kick. Fish Gold, he, he's trying, but Gordon, his timing is just on point. Gordon gets a takedown early. Fish Gold, he goes for another guillotine, but can't hold it again. And he wasn't really, he didn't have the best position for the guillotine, really. Um... So, yeah, Gordon is on top. He's throwing down some ground and pound. Uh, He goes for a Kimura. Can't quite get it. Uh, But, you know, goes back to the ground and pound. And he just controls that round. Third round and uh, Fishgold, he comes out because he knows he's two down. He needs something big to win this fight. Gordon, though... He's just, his wits are about him He's sharp Fishgold is, he's definitely flagging He's definitely flagging Gordon, you know, he's hitting him with elbows Everything Fishgold goes for a takedown Gordon stuffs it And he's uh, in the cradle position Just unloading Unloading on Fishgold 
And a few times you think, oh, is the referee going to stop it? And the only reason I kind of feel it's not stopped, because Gordon, he stops punching. And he, because he's, he's thinking, oh, I might go for the back. I might try to take the back, get a rear naked. But then he's just like, eh, actually, no. And he goes back to punching. And he keeps on doing that. And you just think, if you just continue punching, the ref's going to stop it. But he doesn't. He's clearly winning the fight, though. Which means he wins the round. He wins the whole thing. It was such a tremendous performance from Gordon. And when you find out everything that he has gone through, his girlfriend had a miscarriage, then gets corona. It, it's just horrible. So, yeah, you, you can't feel anything but pleased that he's able to get that win. You know what I mean? And with such a great performance, right? So, um, the next fight, we go to the light heavyweight division. And this one, oh, this one is looking like it's going to be good. So we've got Andreas Mikaladis making his UFC debut. Also, Modesta Bukakis, who um, he's making his first fight for the UFC. And uh, he was the Cage Rage light heavyweight champion. So... Both and both have got knockout power, you know what I mean? So it's just like, yo, this is gonna be a good fight. Trust me, these guys deliver as well, right? So this it starts off, and Bukakis he's throwing some great heavy leg kicks, he's got some real fast movement as well. Now, Michaelidis. He's the stalkery of the two. And you can see that he is setting himself when he is throwing punches. You know, he's putting a lot behind everything he's throwing. And he lands some, some nice body kicks. He's going for some calf kicks. It's one of those weird ones where they both throw basically at the same time. And just glance each other. Yo, they are going to war. Yo, lever is flying. It is crazy in there. Yo, Bukakis, he is, like, you can see that he's using his speed and range, right? He's hitting leg kicks. He's pushing out that jab. Mikaladas, though, he wants to do some serious shit. Right, so he's throwing hooks to the body, he's winging overhands past the head, just missing. He's he's really trying to do something, right? Uh, you know, Bukarakus, he lands a nice head kick, a nice head kick, man. And it, you can see that oh, Nicolardus did not like that. So he goes in for a takedown. We've got about 10 seconds left in the round, right? So Bukakis, he's, uh, yeah, he's stuffing the takedown, right? He's not going to get taken down. And instead, he does a Travis Brown. He is dropping elbows 
He is dropping so many elbows on Michaelidis, you know what I mean? Until the buzzer goes, right? So, buzzer goes. Referee comes in, separates them, right? And, like, you can see, Michaelidis is kind of, he's there on the ground, and the ref's like, are you, like, go back to your corner, and Nicolaitis is holding the back of his head, and the ref's like, no, 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 the elbows, the elbows were good, the elbows were good, and, um, yeah, Nicolaitis is holding the back of his head, and the ref's like, can you continue, he's like, yeah, 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 and he, he turns around, and goes to lean against the fence, but, where they are is where the door is, and so he nearly falls out the frigging cage, like, he manages to stop himself, the people behind him catch him, he gets in, and he's stumbling, the referee calls it, so at first, you're in, there's a discussion, whether, like, oh, is that a fair stoppage, you know what I mean, or, or did, is the stumble merely because the cage isn't there, but when you look at Michaelidis, yo, he, he wasn't there, he wasn't there, so maybe, like, look, I, you can understand that the, the falling out the cage bit, that was an accident, because he didn't see them open the door, he just turned and went to lean, right, but he was not, in any state to carry on, and I I don't think he was trying to be, you know, dirty with like going. Ah, oh, the elbows were on the back of my head because you're getting your clock rung that much. You don't even fucking know, Jerry. But when he stood up, you just saw the swelling. On the side of the head where these elbows hit him. So you could see that, yeah, those elbows were legit. Those elbows were legit, man. But for someone to be able to generate that sort of power and take someone out like that, whoo, Bukakis ain't someone to fuck with. It looks like he's a extremely good addition to the light heavyweight division, and, uh, yeah, I cannot wait, I cannot wait to see what, uh, to see what he can do in there, you know what I mean, so, uh, another great fight, um, and already, you know what I mean, like, already, uh, that's our third stoppage, our third stoppage out of four fights. So, this card, people. So, next up, we go to the uh, featherweight division. And we've got Lerone Murphy against a um, a streaking Ricardo Ramos. Alright? So, Murphy, he drew in his last fight. But that was in Abu Dhabi. On the Khabib Pore card, so you're thinking, all right, he um he's definitely you he's fought in this climate before, right? So he should be used to the weather. And I did think he won that original fight, so hey, you knew this was gonna be interesting. But the big thing, 
Ramos is, I think he's a black belt, right? He's a whiz on the ground regardless. So you thinking, all right, Murphy does not want to be taken to the ground. Oh, no, 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 he does not, right? So how the fuck is this going to go down, you know? This fight starts with Ramos just showing a ridiculous, like, dexterity and flexibility. He is throwing just fierce kicks to the calf, like, pow, 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 pow. And then he's doing this weird, like, step around back kick that... Looks ridiculous, looks crazy You know, the fact that he can do this without If I tried to do this shit, I'd be falling over You know, I'd probably not, that, you know, land on someone's knee Knock out and be like, yo But yeah, Ramos, he, he's doing this kick Now, what the guys on the booth pointed out There is no power to this kick It just looks flashy And it's kind of a, you know Fuck you to the opponent. Because you're like, listen, I'm doing this ridiculous kick and you still can't touch me, man. So, yeah, he, he's doing all of this. He is looking sensational. Sensational. Then he gets in on Murphy. This The transition to the back, it... Was something, it was something else It was so frigging It was was so slick It was crazy So he's on the back He then able to bring his knee up To land on Murphy's head It's just, you're just like God damn it Ramos is looking sensational He's looking sensational I was betting on Murphy for the win, so I'm just like, well, that might not have been a good choice, you know what I mean? Now, Murphy, he's able to escape the back, get back to the centre, so it's just like, okay, cool. Now, Murphy goes for a takedown, right, and you're thinking, oh, that's a nice, it's a nice level change, good shoot, cool. But Ramos, he rides the momentum, ends up on top. And you're just like, oh, fuck. Murphy does not want to be here, right? They scramble, though, and Murphy's able to get to his feet. And you're just like, yo, that's good. Because you didn't think Murphy would be able to do it, right? But, yeah, you're thinking, yo, that's a great escape. Murphy then goes for a fucking takedown, gets it, and you're just like, you just survived. What are you doing? It's like putting your head through a fucking tiger cage. Tiger swings at you, yet he misses you. You're like, woo, and then you go do it again. No, that's not how this works. What's going on? But Murphy lands an elbow from freaking four, it was vicious, and you, the way it lands, it looks like Ramos got knocked out, right, 
Looks like he got knocked out, then came back. Because he is looking dazed. He's looking dazed. So Murphy just continues to ground and pound. And this isn't your frigging granddad's ground and pound. This is pinpoint laser targeted ground and pound. He is lighting Ramos up. He is doing such a great job. The referee, he's got to stop it. He jumps in. He stops it. Lerone Murphy for the motherfucking win. What? Whoa. Was sensational, people. It was sensational. So now we go to our main fight on the prelims. We got John Phillips. Our second Welshman on the card against Kazmat Chimeze. Chima, yeah, Chimeve, right? Um, and it's a middleweight fight, right? And uh, yeah, you're thinking, okay, let's see what's going to happen here, you know? Chimeve is... Uh, He's unbeaten. He's making his UFC debut. But he's oh, he's got like less than half the fights of Phillips. So you're thinking, alright, how's this gonna go? You know? He he's been wrecking shop outside the outside the UFC, but this is definitely a step up in competition. So, you know, what's gonna happen? And hey. You think, oh no, there's Phillips, he comes out, hits a head kick, hits a head kick clean, clean, Chimeve just eats it, you know, looks with scorn, then hits a spectacular double leg takedown, boom, Phillips on his ass, Chimave on top, and he is just punishing him, punishing him, you know, and it's like Phillips is able to survive, basically, I think it's probably about four minutes of being brutalized, you know, you've it was just surprising he could take that amount of punishment. Because he he ate a lot. Ate a lot, man. But he survives. So we get a second round. And um yeah. Straight away Chimere gets a takedown. Gets a takedown. He is dropping elbows, punches. Man, Phillips, he, 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 you know, he tries to scramble. He tries to improve his position. Chimavedo, he grabs that neck, wraps up her dust, and it's done. It is over. A spectacular debut for Kamazat Chimaze. And, man, you think, what's he going to do at middleweight? Damn, you know what I mean? He looked like a beast. And what a way 
to lead us into the main card. Yo, you know what I mean? It was a spectacular, it was such a great performance. So, yeah, that's the prelims, you know? So, our first fight on the main card, we've got a uh, a welterweight fight between uh, Abdul Razak Al-Hassan, making, um, yeah, he, he's returned after um, being out for a couple of years, and he is fighting Manor Laser, who, um, yeah, he is m- making his UFC debut, right, and, uh, yeah, you find out how he got to the UFC, it's insane, you know, but, uh, you're wondering, can he survive Al-Hassan's power, so, Laser comes out and he's throwing some real good kicks. He's looking really sharp. But then Al Hassan comes with the flurry. Comes with the flurry that usually puts people away. And he does land some shots. But Lazar is able to roll with them. And he's good. He is good, and from that point, he just comes with the kicks, elbows, knees, jabs. He is looking so frigging sharp, so frigging sharp, and Al-Hassan has nothing, right? He's throwing big shots, he's missing with big shots, he can't. Put Lazir out Can't put him out And you can see that he's a bit like Ah fuck That should win That should work What's happening Right so yeah Lazar just takes over the round Does his thing And then puts a cherry on top With a takedown Alright so we go into the second round And we've got more of the same more of the same, and at one point, Lazar has got Al-Hazan against the ropes, and it looks like it could be over, because he's stunned Al-Hazan, Al-Hazan is wobbly, he's all over the place, but he's able to pull something out of the ether, and he comes back with a flurry of shots, flurry of shots, but Laser, he stays composed, he comes back with kicks and elbows, gets himself another takedown. Third round, third round, Al-Hazan is doing better, but he needs a knockout to win, right? Al-Hazan gets a couple of takedowns, you know what I mean? He's landing some good knees, but when he gets it to the ground, he, he, he can't do anything. Right, he has he hasn't got anything that Lazar can fear. So Lazar is able to get up and um he's not slowing. Out you can see Al Hazan is tired, but Lisa isn't, and he's just continuing with the kicks and the elbows. He has put on such a display. It's insane. It really is. Um, it, you know, goes a distance, but, yo, 
Manure Laser has made a real statement with his debut and it will be interesting to see what he does next. Right, so now we jump to the ladies flyweight division. We got Molly Meatball McKen against Talia Santos. Right? Um so you're thinking, all right, this should be a this should be a pretty good fight, you know? So Santos was coming into this fight after a um a loss. It was a split decision, but you know, it, it she look, she performed okay, but it wasn't the best, right? Um, and McCain is was coming in on a four fight win streak, right? So she definitely had the momentum. This fight, though, Santos looked so sharp. She looked so much better than her last fight. She was showing good movement. She was really using that range, pistoning out the jab, landing kicks. She was looking phenomenal. Now, McCain, hey, she wasn't, you know, doing nothing. She started off with some good slips and feints. She got in, landed to the body. But Santos made her pay for that. And she got the clinch and was hitting these knees to the midsection. Oh, God, it was brutal. And you could see, after the first initial flurry of about three, four knees, just a look on McCann's face. She just gave this wince and you're just like, oh, yeah, I would not want to be there. And that's how it went. Like, um, she got a couple of takedowns in that first round. And, yeah, that was the fight, man. Like, Santos was so sharp. She was just getting to the to the shots ahead of McCain, you know. McCain always looked like, you know, she had weights on her legs and Santos was just skipping on air. That was the difference in this fight. And Santos just came with volume and viciousness, right? She just, whew, she was looking tremendous, tremendous. So she gets to win. It was a clear win. And you have to think, on this sort of form, Santos is definitely a threat at flyweight, you know? Like, there are so many good fights for her as well, right? So, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Now, look, we know McCain, you know, she's a good fighter. So, she'll come back from this, for sure. She really will. But, uh, yeah, this just wasn't her night, you know what I mean? Wasn't her night. But, uh, yo, <laughs> it was, um, yeah, you know, Santos did work. Right, so next we have a good fight, man. Jimmy Rivera against Cody Stamen. And oh, Stamen just recently fought, you know, recently fought against Brian Kelleher. So, whoa, you're just thinking this is a quick turnaround. 
Plus, you know, his little brother died just a few days before that first fight at UFC 250. Um, yeah, 250, wasn't it? Uh, so you're thinking, oh, man, he's got all of that on his shoulders, right? But this was definitely a, a good fight, at, um, you know, at flyweight. So you're just like, all right, let's see what happens, you know? No, it's featherweight, 145. Don't know why I always get those mixed up. Ugh. On this week's UFC Unfiltered, Rivera was talking um, about this fight. And the thing that he pointed out, that they're very similar fighters, you know? And that's what we saw in this tonight, right? Stamen and Rivera, very similar. But I think the big thing is, you can see the experience, right? Rivera has just had so many fights, right? He's, you know, he's 23 and, um, oh, he's 22 and 4, right? And um, Stamen, 19 and 2. So Rivera's just had so many fights and at the highest of levels. And in this fight, man, like, Stamen was, you know, he was trying he was doing his thing. Yo, he landed some good shots. He landed some good shots. But you just saw the difference, right? Rivera, he was just a little step ahead. He, he was just a little step ahead. He looked the fresher of the two. It, it, he just had a bit more fire. I think that was the big difference here, you know? Like... Stamen lost this fight, right, and it wasn't, it wasn't really that close, now, not saying Rivera didn't steamroll him, he didn't walk over him, but Rivera just always looked in a driving seat, you know, just always looked like he had a bit too much, and I don't know if it's, you know, Maybe it's the turnaround. Maybe it's the emotional toll on Stamen. Because Stamen is a good fighter. And look, this this loss, this ain't the end of Cody Stamen. He's going to be around for a while now. But yeah, it was Rivera's time. You know, it was Rivera's time, Rivera's night. And he had that fight. You know, um, so a really good win for Rivera, and he did need it. So, um, yeah, good work. So now we go into the co-main event, and we've got Ryan Benet against Tim Elliott at a at flyweight, right? So, um, yeah, this looked like it could be an interesting fight. Because Elliot just has that weird ass style. You know, he's just herky and jerky and all over the place, right? So, uh, yeah. But ben, Benoit, he, he's got, like, he's got heavy hands. So, and Elliot, uh, he, he's, you know, on a skid, right? He is on a skid. 
And we've seen him get clocked recently. So it's just like, how's this one going to go? What's going to happen here? You know? I think the difference in this fight, right? So Benoit, he showed that he definitely had the power. But Elliot had the movement, right? So Elliot, he just was with the herky-jerky movement. So he brought that. And with his ability just to be evasive, he brought the volume. And he just, its I think it's the accumulation of shots on Benoit, right? That was the big difference here. Because wherever Benoit went, Elliot was there landing on him. And just, yeah, just making it. Difficult and uncomfortable Right, so even when Benoit got great positions You know, Elliot mate was making him pay for those positions Like there's one point where um, Elliot, he went for a takedown Benoit was able to reverse it He's on top, right And he's attacking Elliot scrambles Benoit grabbed the leg. Benoit grabbed the leg and had a a leg lock that was looking really friggin' tight. Really tight. And you were thinking, oh fuck, this could be it. Right? This could be it. But Elliot was moving and able to um alleviate the knee. Right? Alleviate his um, position of the knee So he that means he was able to survive Because Ben was He's not able to um, You know get that pivot and crank Right So he survives And then when they get back to their feet Elliot With that crazy ass movement He, he, he gets out the way And just lands a nice uppercut and that's what we were seeing. Elliot just making any mistake pay. Yo, know, it, it was just uh, moving. And he wasn't tiring. Yo, know, in that third round, you could see Benoit was slowing down. But Elliot wasn't. Elliot was able to keep that momentum going. And, uh, yeah, just, you know. Really put a stamp on the performance and get the win. And which was great for him because he was able to end that terrible losing streak. Because you did think if Elliot had lost this fight, that could have been it. You know, that could have been his walking papers from the UFC. Um, Even in this time of craziness. Right, because that would have been five losses. So uh, yeah, good win for Tim Elliott, uh, and hey, maybe he can use this to get himself back in the title contention. Right, so um, now we're in the main event: Calvin Cater against Dan Eag. Um, you know, Cater had everything to lose. Right, he he's. Higher ranked, I think he was ranked at oh, five or six 
and Eeg, he was 10, you know, so if Eeg wins, he really improves his position, but Kader, hey, he um, loses all his momentum, and where he, he could have been, you know, maybe a, a couple of fights away from a title, but with the way everything is, and COVID and all of that, right? It, it doesn't take much for Kader to, hey, get the, you know, get the move into a, a title fight, you know? So, hey, Kader has to win this fight, right? But it's interesting because they both hit hard. They both hit hard and both bring it. So, hey, this was definitely, definitely a great fight. I think what we see with this fight is a bit of a tale of two halves, right? And also, where it's both fighters' first five-round fight, right? Um... Cater has probably trained for a five round more. Because Cater was meant to have a fine round, a five round um fight against Zabit before Zabit got injured and the fight got moved. Right? Because it was meant to headline the card in um Boston, but it ends up going to Moscow. And because of the Short notice and the ways the beat was able to negotiate their headline fight was three rounds, right? So you you just think, okay, although it wasn't a five round card, um, Kada would have been training for five rounds, right? So this time out, he's used to that training, and I think we saw it in the gas tank. The other big thing that you notice about this fight is I think it just came down to experience, right? Because it started off, right? And um, they were both throwing real well. Yo, they were both looking so ferocious, right? And... um, Kader was going after the head, but also mixing in some knees and kicks. I mean, he was throwing this real good jump knee. And when he could see he was out of range with the jump, right, he'd turn it into a kind of a push kick, front kick, like toes to the midsection, right? And on top of that, he was also throwing... A good front kick, right? So he was coming with all those tools. Now he he was going with a lot of um, body shots because he wanted to bring the hands down. You can see that was the aim: bring the hands down and then attack the head. And so he started off throwing some real good body shots, uh, but with com- with combinations, right? So body, body, head. You know, head, body, body, head, kick. Um, So he was doing all of this, mixing them up real well, getting in the pocket and moving out. But as the fight went on, 
you saw Eek stay in the pocket for longer, right? And it seemed that he was staying admiring his work. And the combinations got shorter, right? So he was then only throwing two shots. So two maybe good hooks to the body, but then he'd stay there. And he's now open for, like, Kate's jab. And so that was the big thing we were seeing. And Eeg's hands started to drop a bit, right? So he's more susceptible to the jab. And so Kater was really able to, um, you know, I just think inflict his dominance on the situation. Like, after the fight, you saw it with the punch count, right? Um, the first two rounds... K to one. I think it was the third round. Um, he had a better one, right? But then the fourth and the fifth, Kada really like just stepped it up, and it wasn't even close on the shots thrown, and that's what we saw because he was getting tired in those championship rounds, right? But even though he was getting tired, hey, he was still throwing. Yo, know, it's not like Kater could take his foot off the gas and do nothing. No. He, you know I mean, he would make him pay. If Kater fucked around, he was going to try and knock your frigging head off. Right? So he was bringing it. And, you know, throwing and doing his thing. He has violence in those fists. But, yeah, Kada just, he had that determination that he wasn't losing. You know what I mean? He wasn't losing his place in the rankings. He wasn't losing his momentum. He would do anything to keep that shit going. And, yeah, that's what we saw. That's what we saw. Kater just had, um, you know, he, he he just had more weapons on this night. Just the kicks, the knees. He he was, but he, you know, he's a taller fighter, so he was able to land his stepping elbow. Now he was he landed some elbows right in close, and a few times you could see him trying a step in, but when he tried to step in. Kader made him pay with the jab, you know, or that friggin' front kick to the midsection, and, uh, yeah, Kater was, he looked on fire, you know, we saw his nose get fucked up in the first round, and you thought that could be very problematic, but after the first, it was weird, you know, because it was starting to bleed like something, but, yeah, it got sorted out. And the nose seemed to hold up, right? Um, but yeah, it was a uh, you know a tremendous performance from Cater, and we gotta say, take down defense, jeez, Cater stuffed everything that he came with him at, you know, and there was one point. That you just thought the way he came in had him on one leg 
And at one point, I think he was slightly elevated. And you were just thinking, okay, he's getting this one. But freaking Kate was able to stay on these feet. The balance was tremendous. Balance really was tremendous. Kader, whoa. Harry, that was extremely impressive being able to do that. But yeah, Kader, he, he put on one hell of a performance. You know, put on one hell of a performance and um, gets to win. But although he lost, you know what I mean? He doesn't. He doesn't lose with this fight because he showed a lot of heart, right? He showed a lot of heart, so his stock doesn't go down. Like, we can see from this fight, he can be in there with the top guys, you know, and he just needs some work, just a little bit of work, a few tweaks, you know? And he, hey, he's he's going to be uh, in the mix, He's going to be in the mix for a while, old Eeg, man. Because, hey, you think he's not that... Like, he's 28. Okay? So, he, technically, right, he, he's still not quite in his prime. So, it, you know, obviously, it, the, the more wars he has, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's going to shorten his lifespan. Like, I mean, lifespan in fighting talk, not actually in, you know, living normal years. But, uh, yeah, you know, E-Stock still stays high, right? But, A, tremendous performance on Kader, and it was just one hell of a card. We saw some really good friggin' fights. We had finishes, this was, hey, it was a lot of fun, right? Um, now, fight of the night went to uh, Al Hassan Laser, but because Al Hassan missed weight, he doesn't get any cash, but Laser does, so he's sitting on a nice extra fifty foul. Um, performance of the night. It went to Kaz- Kazmat Chimave for his um, dominant performance on John Phillips. Lerone Murphy for his tremendous display against Ricardo Ramos. And there's another one. Yeah, we get three tonight. And I guess because um, Al-Hazan doesn't get it. So, uh, yeah, Modesta Bukas. He gets 50k for um, his just vicious performance against Andreas Michalaidis. So, uh, yeah, great card. Some great performances. Some great debuts. You know what I mean? Bukakis and Laser made their debut. And they made their debut. So this, hey, it was a lot of fun. So, uh Hey, people, it doesn't stop here because we have another fight card on Saturday. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that. Okay, so Saturday night, we get our third trip to Fight Island. This time out, we've got the rematch. It's Davison Figueredo against Joseph Benavidez. 
for, uh, yeah, the flyweight title. This is for all the marbles, people. Um, actually, it's the third. It's their third fight, right? Second for the belt, um, but in total, it's the it's the rubber match, right? So this card, it's got twelve fights. Um, I think, right? I think on the desk, we we've got. Anik Bisbing and Felder again. I might be wrong though. I might be wrong because I think John Gooden is there on the island, and I think he might be taking over from maybe Anik. Right, but uh, not quite sure. Right, but anyway, as I said, look, we got twelve bouts. And we have got some fun-ass fights on this card, for sure. So, we start off in the heavyweight division. Uh, so, we got uh, Sergei Spivak, who's 10-2. and two, And he's fighting Carlos Felipe, who is 8-0. Yup. So, it's gonna be um, fireworks. Gonna be fireworks. So, um, the polar bear Spivak, he's coming off a loss, right? So, uh, he lost to Marcin Tabora, um, February this year. Uh, it was a fight that went to a decision. Before that, he he beat Tai Tuavasa, arm triangle in the second round. That was on the Whitaker Adesanya card, October last year. He made his UFC debut um, in May last year. Uh, but he came up against a surgeon, Walt Harris, at the time. That was on the UFC on ESPN Plus 9 card. Uh, so, yeah, he's alternated... But, you know, let's, we can see what he can do. So, uh, you know, Spivak, he can finish a fight, right? He can finish it with his hands, but he's also got submissions, you know, and a mix of submissions, right? So we've got arm bars, kamoras, we've got rear naked chokes, arm triangles, right? So he's got a variety of ways he can win. So, on the flip, right, on the flip side, his opponent, well, you know, he's pretty tasty himself, you know what I mean? Bo, who, um, you know, Felipe, he's on an eight white, uh, an eight fight win streak, right, so, um, he's making his UFC debut, right, his last fight, um, it was 2017, it would seem, um, and after that he had a boxing fight, but yeah, he's been, uh, he's been out for a while, now, he was scheduled to make his debut earlier this year, uh, I, yeah, March, which, you know, 
everything got cancelled. And there what he was scheduled for May. Um but yeah, that didn't go down. Okay, so uh yeah, he gets to um fight on Saturday. So uh it looks like he's got some he, you know he he's got wins. It, I I think they're mostly decisions. Is it one stop um by punches? Uh, one a doctor stop, but yeah, it seems like the rest are by decision. Um, and yeah, as I said, look, he he's been out for a while, so I think because of that, you got to give this one to Spivak. You know, he's got a lot more tools for him to win. And, yeah, he fought earlier in the year, right? Um, Now, it is heavyweights. So, hey, any punch could end this. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Spivak here. So, our next fight is in the lightweight division. We've got Davi Ramos, who's 10-3, and against our man Tus. Or to Sarukan, uh, who's 14 and 2. So the Tasmanian devil is coming off a loss. You know, he um he fought Islam Makachev on the Khabib Poria card in Abu Dhabi uh September last year. Uh, he lost a unanimous decision. And since then, he fought Gary Tonin in a grappling match in November last year. And Tonin's a beast. So, hey, there's no um, there's no shame in that one. All right. But Ramos, hey, he's a, you know, he's a jiu-jitsu expert. So, you know that he's going to probably want to get this to the ground and hunt for a rear naked or uh, whatever limb he can take right so um yeah Tasgukin he's uh you know he won his last fight um which you know is his second fight in the UFC so they've got a common opponent um in common so Islam Makachev, they both has lost to him, so that's who uh, Tashnukin fought in his UFC debut, which was um, April last year, UFC on ESPN Plus 7, but he came back in uh, July, it was Holloway against Edgar, UFC 240, and he beat Olivia Auburn Marcier, um, by decision, alright, so, um, yeah, he has got, um, you know, he's got some stoppages, he's got some stoppages, uh, but it looks like he does favour the, uh, submission as well, because his last stoppage was 2016, so yeah, since then, it's been, um, Oh no, actually I tell a lie. I tell a big fat dirty lie. <laughs> his his last stoppage was a head kick twenty eighteen. Um but yeah, he does like a submission. Right? Um 
rear naked just it seems to be uh you know flavor of choice so this is going to be an interesting one you know they both uh you know they both know how to submit um uh, now he hasn't had a fight since july last year though right um I think I'm gonna go with Ramos. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Ramos. This is gonna be a fun fight, though, for sure. This is definitely gonna be uh, gonna be interesting. All right. So our next outing is at the flyweight um, division, and we've got Malcolm Gordon, who's twelve and three, against Amir. Alabazi, who is 12 and 1. We got Canada against Sweden here, people. Okay, so X is on a four fight win streak. Yeah, and he's making his UFC debut, which um they both are. So yeah, this is fun. You know, they they they're both gonna come in on that same level. You know, getting used to everything, the same anxieties, exhilarations, all of that. Um, so yeah, that's definitely uh, you know fun. So um, Gordon, he he last fought, uh, ooh, April last year, um, and by the looks of it, right, uh. He does have a a few wins by punches, but it does seem that he does like a uh, he does like a submission. Does like a submission. He's got a a couple of Kimura wins, which um always interesting. All right, so uh, yeah, he was fighting out of TKO. Um, and I do believe that's where uh, GSP, you know, he made his home for a little while while he, while he was still fighting out of uh, Canada. Um, so, yeah. Now, um, the Prince, he's on a one-fight win streak. Okay. Um, now, that was... Oh, that was November last year. Right? Um... It was in Brave CF um, against Ryan Curtis. And he won via key lock, which, uh, yeah, interesting. Okay, so he, by the looks of it, he's had a couple of fights in Brave, a couple in Bellator. So that's interesting, right? Because, you know, I'm sure he was fighting lower on the card, but does mean that he has fought... Within a large organization So he's seen that uh, You know the machinations How it all works What you know what it takes um, You know to get there To be on that card and all of that And one of those was Bellator 200 So um, yeah There is that um, And it does look like He, um, he does Favour the submission Himself uh so yeah this is going to be an interesting one 
right? It's gonna be an interesting one. Um, ooh, I mean, it's tough. Like they they both have got good records. Like they're both, uh, you know, pr- looks like they're both decent on the ground. Um, I think I'm gonna go with Gordon because. Gordon is coming in on a four-fight win streak, right? Um, and uh, Albazi, he's he's on a one-fight win streak. So I think Gordon has just that little bit extra energy, a little bit extra energy um, behind him. So, uh, yeah, I know, it, it, you know. There's not a lot between them But they both look like they're on decent on the ground So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Gordon But our next fight Oh, this is going to be a good one we got a return of the Pikey Bet Johns Who is 16-2 and two, and he's fighting Montel Jackson, who is nine and one. So this is gonna be a really good uh, bantamweight clash. Uh, right. So let's have a look. So um, you know, John's he's coming off a um, a one fight uh win streak. You know, um, after a little bit of a skid. Right, so his last fight was a win over Tony, uh, Tony Gravely. Um, that was January this year. You know, uh, he he got himself a rear naked, and that was after you know back to back losses to Aljamain Sterling and Pedro Munoz. So the Munoz was a that was a decision. Um, I forget that fight. Now I know the um, the Aljo fight was pretty one sided, but yeah, I forget how the Munoz one was. But you know, both great competition, uh, you know, competitors. So no shame, no shame at all in that. Um, and he's fought some decent competition in the UFC. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, on Saturday. But we do know that Jones, he is all about that jiu-jitsu. So, uh, yeah, the pikey is going to be looking for a limb, right? Um, And, uh, you know, quick, old quick, he's on a free fight win streak. So, uh, he last fought, they fought actually on the same card, it seems, um, and Jordan, he beat Felipe, uh, Calares, um, you know, before that, he got a win over Andrew Sukamouth, and then Brian Callagher, um, you know, Jordan, he, um, he can win via punches, but he's got um he's got a few he's got a few submissions himself you know early on in his career as a japanese necktie uh, head and arm triangle and um 
more recently, he got a dance on um, Kelleher. Uh, that was 2018. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is uh, this is gonna be an interesting one, right? Because um, Jackson, hey, he you know he's tough. He's tough. Um, I think they both had, uh, you know, relatively the same amount of fights in the UFC, actually. Um, Jackson came off of the Contender Series in 2018. Um, Yeah, he lost his first fight against Ricky Simone by a decision, you know, and then uh, won the next three, right? Um, Yeah, so... You know, it's a pretty decent, um, yeah, pretty decent out. And um, Jones, he came in, he he came in 2016. But there's been injuries and the like that have, you know, kept him away. Uh, and he's had, what, I think just one fight more. Right, so yeah, they're very much even, I think, on the experience and skill front. I think, though, Jones will probably have the edge when it comes to the jiu-jitsu, right? And I think, you know, he he is able to get people down. So, uh, yeah, I think he's going to be able to get it to the ground. And he's going to be able to get some sort of uh, sub. It's going to be a good fight, though. Definitely going to be a good fight. So, we next go to the lightweight division. We've got Joel Alvarez, who is 16-2, against Joe Duffy, who is 16-4. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be a good one. Now, El Femenio... Is on a one fight win streak. Um, and that was against Adanio Belurado, uh, which was in June last year. He won in the second round via ground and pound. Uh, that was his second fight in the UFC. He lost the first, which was against Damir Ismagalov. Um, which was February last year, and that fight went via decision. Okay, so by the uh, by the looks of it, um, submission does seem to be his favourite offence. Uh, he's got a number like triangle chokes, guillotines, darces. Uh, he does have. Um, a couple of ground and found victories. So, um, when we look at Joe Irish Duffy, he's coming off a two fight um, losing streak. Uh, so, the last one was against Mark Ducassi, uh, which was a March last year, UFC on ESPN plus five. And then before that, James Vick was able to get the stoppage of him 
in the second round and that was on the Bisbing St. Pierre card UFC 217 um I Duffy you know he came to the UFC via Cage Warriors he was a Cage Warrior champion uh and he made his UFC debut on the Pettis Dos Anjos card I believe that's when Pettis got the title uh, UFC 165, and that was 2015. So he's been here for a while, but I injuries have uh, kept him on the sidelines a bit. Um, so we know that Duffy he does like a he does like a submission, but he can also get the win. Um, well, I mean he's got. A couple by stoppage, but yeah, it's mainly decision or a sub. Um, ooh, it's gonna be a tough one. It's definitely gonna be a tough one. I think though, I think Alvarez. You know, I think Alvarez is gonna gonna take it. Yeah, I think. Um, He's, you know, he's good on the ground, right? He's good on the ground, and I just, he's, uh, you know, I think he's been more active, you know? So, uh, yeah, I think Alvarez is going to uh, get the win here. So we next go to the, um, it's a, a, a featherweight fight. Uh, but it's fighting at 150 catch weight. So we've got Grant Dawson, who is 15 and 1, against Nad Naramani, who is 12 and 3. Uh, so yeah, this is going to be a good fight. So the profit is on a six fight winning streak. <sighs> Ooh. You know what I mean? His last win was against Derek Minna. Um, that was via rear naked choke. UFC on ESPN plus 27. And that was February this year. Uh, yeah, he's just been on a bit of a run of late. Um, and he does like to win via submission. Uh, he does have, um, you know, a couple of ground and pound wins in there uh, as part of that six-fight win streak. And, um, you know, Smiler Namamari, he's coming off a loss. All right. So, um, you know, that was his third fight in the UFC against Mike Grundy. Uh, that he, um, you know, that was on the USP, UFC on ESPN Plus 5 card. Uh, and that was March last year. Uh, before that, in his first two UFC fights. Um, so he, he made his debut 2018, July. And he beat Khalid Taha uh, on the UFC Fight Night 134 card. And then Anderson Dos Santos on the Fight Night 
140 card. Um, both decisions. Uh, he he can win via decision. Um, he's got some subs as well. Uh, a couple of stoppages via punches. He is a tough dude. He is a tough dude, old um, Naramari. Uh, and he's been fighting out of alpha male. Right? So that's definitely helpful. Um, I don't know where his last um, camp was because, you know, because of everything. Uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, Dawson, though, with this one. You know, the Prophet, he's on that just blazing win streak. You know what I mean? It's on that blazing win streak. Only one loss that was poof, back in 2016. So he probably doesn't even remember that. Um, yeah, and I think his last fight being in February is real helpful, you know, so, uh, yeah, I, I think Dawson is, um, he's gonna take this one, so, next is our last fight of the prelims, it's light heavyweight, and we have got Cadiz Ibragimov against, uh, Roman Dollars a, um, so yeah, it should be fun. It should be fun. So um, Ibragimov, he's um coming off a couple of losses, you know. So uh, his last fight was against Ed Herman on UFC on ESPN Plus Twenty One. That was November last year. It was decision, and before that. It was um, August last year against Da On Young, um, UFC on ESPN plus 15, and that was um, lost by Standing Guillotine in the third. So, um, yeah, just two fights in the UFC, and unfortunately for him, both losses. Now, um... You know, Dolized on the flip, he's on a six-fight win streak, you know, and he is making his UFC debut, so, woof, he is, uh, yeah, coming up with all the hype and the buzz, you know, and um, <laughs> all his fights have ended in stoppage, you know, so, uh, yeah, he is definitely coming with momentum. Um, he's got, uh, you know, submissions. You know, it's a couple of hill hooks, a rear naked. And the last three of being via punches. The last being a spinning back fist. It was December 2018, though. So, he has been out for a while. Um, yeah, so there is that. But... You know, um, Ibrahimov, you know, he hasn't fought since late last year. So, you know, they both have the the inactiveness there. Um, I do think that um, Dollar Zed's just his, you know, that momentum, you know, the feeling that he's never lost. 
that's going to be with him, right? And he's clearly got heavy hands, you know, and if he puts you down, he can submit you. So, yeah, I think he's going to come in and uh, look to um, take Ibrahimov out, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I think that's how that one's going to go, and it should be a fun fight that leads us into that main card. So, yeah, should be fun. So we start the main card off with a doozy. We have got Alexander Pantoja against Askar Askarov. Uh, it's a flyweight fight, and oh, these dudes, they know how to fight. All right, so the cannibal is coming in on a one fight win streak. Um, Pantoja beat Matt Schnell. Uh, December last year on the UFC on ESPN Plus 23 card. I think that was the one in Korea. Um, and he won via um, overhand at right. Uh, before that, he lost to um, Davison Figueredo uh, via decision. Um, and we know Figueredo is challenging for the belt. Later on tonight um, And yeah, before that He he won three fights You know, back to back Brandon Moreno, which is You know, we know he's a tough dude uh, Olkasaski And Wilson Reyes So, yeah, you know He's been um, doing his thing He came to the UFC via the Ultimate Fighter Season 24 um, yeah, that was the uh, Demetrius Johnson. Um, you know, the winner fights him. That was that season. So, yeah, he, his first fight in the UFC. Uh, that was uh, hmm. It's January 2017, I believe, against Eric Shelton. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be fun. He can win via stoppage. Um, he's able to grab that submission as well. And his submission does seem to be his uh, favoured approach. Um, but, yeah, he's won a couple by a stoppage. And um, Askarov... You know, the bullet, he's he's on an 11-fight win streak. You know what I mean? He hasn't lost a fight. He's only drawn one against Brandon Moreno, which uh, I kind of feel he lost that fight. But, hey, he's a tough dude. Um, His last uh, win was January this year on the McGregor-Cerrone card. And that was a decision over Tim Elliott. So, uh, yeah, he's a tough guy, man. He made his debut, um, you know, September last year. That was the Moreno fight. So, uh, yeah, you know, this will only be his third fight in the UFC. But he's very tough. He can, you know, he's got a couple of submission wins. Um, a few fight, a few by um punches. He's even got a twister, you know. 
He was able to pull that off in ACB back in 2017. So, this is going to be tough. It's going to be a tough one. I think, though, I think Pantoja is just his experience. You know what I mean? Just his experience. And I think that if it goes to the ground, he's going to have the edge. He's going to have the edge there. So, yeah, Alexander Pantoja for the win. Um, We stay in the flyweight division. But this time, we're with the ladies. And we got Ariane Lipsky against Luana Carolina. Um, So, yes. This should be a... uh, yeah, this should be an interesting one, right? So, um, you know, Lipsky, she, uh, the the violence queen, won her last fight. Um, that was against Isabella de Padua, um, on the UFC on ESPN Plus Twenty Two card in November last year. Um, so she's. You know, this will be a full fight in the UFC. She lost the first two, but that was against Joanne Calderwood and Molly McCann. So, uh, you know, not easy entries to the UFC, and they were decision losses. Um, It looks like, you know, she's able to get the submission, and she's got some stoppage wins as well. But, <laughs> you know what I mean, her opponent, Carolina Dredd, she is on a six-fight win streak. Ooh. Now, um, she came to the UFC via the Contender Series in 2018, uh, where she got a decision win over Mabeli Lima. Uh, and then in her debut, she beat Priscilla Cacharrera via decision. And that was on UFC 237, Namamunez uh in May last year. So, um, yeah, you know, she's, uh, you know, she can stop a fight. Um, she's tough. It's going to be an interesting one. Um, hmm. I think. Oh, my days. Yeah, this is going to be a difficult one. I think I might go with. I think Carolina. Because, you know. She's only lost once. You know, she's on that six fight win streak. So, yeah, she's just coming in with a, a hell of a lot of confidence. She, you know, she's fought in the UFC. And coming from the Contender Series, that is kind of palpable for this current situation. Right? So, fighting in the Apex, no, I mean, it can be noisy, but it's just not the same. Right? Uh, and then she's fought on a big you know, pay-per-view card. 
So yeah, I I, I think she's gonna be ready for this experience. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with um Carolina uh, for this one. So next up, we go to the lightweight division, and we've got Mark Duquesne against Raphael Fizes. Um, so yeah, this is gonna be an interesting, an interesting fight, right? So um, Ataman, um, he's on a one fight win streak, um. And that was against Alex White October last year on the UFC on ESPN plus 20 card. So that was his second fight in the UFC. He lost the debut uh, to Magnamev uh, Mustavev um, as my spinning back kick. Oof, so that was a tough one. Um yeah, he likes to uh, he likes to throw hands, you know. Usually, if he's gonna win, it's either stoppage, and there's been a couple of decisions, you know. I think one submission earlier on, um, but yeah, you know, um, why uh, do Casey? You know, what I mean the um, bone crusher. He's on a two fight win streak. So, uh, his uh, last fight was against Lando Venata. Uh, he was able to get the decision there. And that was September last year on the UFC on ESPN Plus 18 card. And before that, he beat uh, Joe Duffy, who's uh, also fighting, um, you know, on this card. And that was writing a bit of a skid where he'd lost three fights. But um yeah, I think Duquesne, I think we have definitely seen a a difference, you know, in his demeanour in um these new fights. So I think Duquesne came in um via Bama. He was the Bama champion. Um Won his first three fights. Then he lost the next three. But they were against tough opposition. You know. Dakar Close. Dan Hooker. And Nazareth Haptarat. Um, but yes. You know. Joe Duffy and Lando Venada are tough as well. So. Um, gosh. I think. Uh, I think Duquesne is going to. Um. I think he's gonna be able to do this one. You know, he's got heavy hands. You know, so yeah, I think Duquesne uh, takes this fight. So now we go to the co-main event, which oh, this is gonna be fun. So we got Jack Hermanson, he's twenty and five, against Kelvin Gastelum, who is sixteen and five. So. You know, the uh, the Joker is coming off a loss, uh, and that was against Charad Cantonier in September last year on the uh, UFC on ESPN Plus eighteen card. Before that, though, whew, old Hanansen was on a four fight win streak. You know, he was um, 
Hey, you definitely put together a nice little run against some tough opposition. You know, getting um, Winzo uh, Tales Letters, Gerard Marchant, um, David Brunch, and Ricardo Sosa. Uh, so, yeah. You know, but Cantonier, um, you know, Cantonier, he's a, he's a tough dude. So, Kelvin Gastelin, you know, um, he is coming off a two-fight skid, but those were against Adesanya and Darren Till, and the Till fight was a split decision, uh, so, yeah, Till, that was November last year, you know, um, like, they both fought Souza and both got the win. So, there is that. Uh, yeah, this is, you know, this isn't an easy fight for Reva. Um, we've seen Gastelin in wars. You know, we know he can withstand a barrage. Like, he did against Tim, Kedden- Tim Kennedy. And he came back for the win. Um... He did against, uh, you know, Adesanya. That was a war. You know, he's yeah, he's been in there. He's had some tough fights. I think he's got the experience edge. You know, which is a, a crazy thing to say when you talk about um, Chaka Manson. You know, but I remember. Um, Gaskelin came to the UFC by the Ultimate Fighter in 2013. You know, so he's been around for a long time. He's fought some tough, tough people. Like the creme a la creme. Right? And um, Hermanson, he, he came, um, you know, he came in 2016. He's fought some tough dudes as well. You know, but uh, Gastelin, he is fought at a higher level. So, yeah, I think Gastelin, um, he should edge this one out. But, hey, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough-ass fight, right? Uh, but now we've got our main event, our rematch, our rubber match, as it were. You know, Davison Figueredo against Joseph Benavidez. It's for the belt. And um, all the fighters made way. So this is definitely going to be for the gold. Unless, you know, someone wakes up tomorrow morning ill. But yeah, as of now, this fight is going ahead. And it is for the gold. So, um, you know, we know that uh, Figueredo, he's coming in on a free fight win streak, right? The last fight being that, um, yeah, that stoppage of Benavidez in the second round uh, in February earlier this year. But that was coming off of a head clash. Which we definitely saw affected Benavidez. And 
Figueredo had missed weight. He came in very heavy uh, with this fight. So, you know, it's not the cleanest of wins. Um, out of those three fights, he also beat Tim Elliott and uh, Alexandra Pont- uh, Pantasia. So, um, yeah, he, he, he's got some, uh, you know, we've got some tough opposition that he uh, has faced, right? Um, so, yeah, you know, it's going to be an interesting fight. Like, he came to the UFC in 2017, and, uh, yeah, he's fought some tough dudes, you know, fought some tough dudes, but, I mean, (laughs) Benavidez, I mean, Joseph Benavidez, he has done it all, really, apart from being champion, right, that's the one thing he's not been able to do, and he's fought... You know, the, the toughest dudes in the WEC. But Dominic Cruz, you know, he he was the reigning champ there. So he wasn't able to uh, get the gold there. And um, then in the, you know, the UFC. He came to the UFC in 2011. And he's just fought a who's who's list. You know? He's fought at who's who's list. He fought Demetrius Johnson for the inaugural flyweight title. You know what I mean? Back on the Jones v. Belfort card. So, hey, he's been around for a long ass time. Um, And I think the big thing with this fight big thing with this fight is that he needs to, he can't lunge, right, in that first fight we were seeing him lunging forward, which led to the head clash, and it, it meant him getting tagged a good few times, so if he can keep that, you know, keep that to the minimum, Right, I think Benavidez has, like he's still fast. We've seen that he's still fast. He can win via submission. He can win via punches. So um, yeah, I think he can get this done. And the fact that um, that you know Figueroa has made weight, it makes it an even playing field. And I want Joseph to win. So, yeah, I'm just going to go with my heart on this one. I want him to get the win and, um, yeah, be able to ride off into the sunset. Because, yeah, I do believe he will be retiring if he does get the belt. Which then does make the division um, a bit problematic again. But, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Benavidez for the win. This is going to be a fun card and I really cannot wait. Woo! Okay, people, I am so excited about this. So, on Sunday, we get more shit. So, Sunday we get some grappling. Well, it's grappling unlike what you have ever seen before. And, hey, the, at the 
end of last year, the combat jiu-jitsu event at the end of last year, Eddie Bravo announced jiu-jitsu overtime, you know, but then when we had the pandemic and everything, it was just like, fuck, what's going to happen with this, but people, it happens on Sunday, that's right, on the 19th, we get the first jiu-jitsu overtime event, and what this is, okay, so within EBI, and combat jiu-jitsu worlds, you know, there's the overtime, right, so after the main match, if there's no, if no one wins, you get three periods of overtime, you know, a top and a bottom half, where uh, you get to choose either the back or a spider web attack, right, so you get to um, either go on someone's back, on a rear naked choke attack, or you take the arm in a spider web, which is, you know, you're going for an arm bar, right, and the other person um, has to, you know, fight it, right, so you can either, you get two minutes, right, two minutes time period to try and get this move off, or it's on when the per yeah so you can win via the tap right the submission or escape time right so it's whoever you know if it went the full three rounds whoever escaped in the quickest amount of time gets the win it's real interesting and real fun right so if someone gets a submission in the in the first half right their opponent still has an opportunity to, uh, you know, even the odds, even the score, right? So if someone gets a submission in the top, if the, the other person a is able to get a submission as well in the bottom, we go to the next, uh, you know, the next round, right? And then it happens again until we get to the third and we see what happens, so, uh, yeah, this, it's a full event, right, it's a featherweight event, and we've got a 16-man competition, and we have got some, goddamn, we've got some kick-ass people in this competition, Marcelo Cohen, uh, Cody Owens, John Battle, Pablo Alfonso, uh, we've got Frank Rosenthal, we got Gabriel Daffron, Donnie Ortego, Jordan Holly, yeah, we got Ethan Krelinston, Kr uh, I know I butchered that one, uh, Sergio Hernandez, um, and we got the Combat Jiu-Jitsu World Champion, Ton Halpin. So, this is going to be a fun competition, man, to see um, who becomes the first uh, Jiu-Jitsu Overtime Champion. And on top of that, if that isn't enough, we have got a super match, right? So, we get to see Daniel Kelly... Against the phenom Grace Gundrum, 
Right, so this match is EBI rules. Um, yeah. And I can't wait to see this fight. God, like both. So skillful, man. So skillful. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, now, if you go to the the details of this episode, um, I'm going to attach a video uh, where Eddie, um, you know, Eddie Bravo will explain the concept, and then there's also going to be another video which is um, the countdown show. Right. So uh, yeah. Sunday, hey, we're gonna get another fun lot of action to come down after what should be another fun UFC event. So, um, yeah, remember to check this out, people. Because remember, when EBI first started, people were like, eh, that's not gonna work, right? Now, it's, I think, everyone realizes that it's the best rule set. It's the best rule set. You know, Chael uses it for submission underground. A lot of other big promotions will use it because it makes sense. Right? So, uh, yeah, I, I'm expecting Jiu-Jitsu Overtime to be just a continuation of this fun-ass journey. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to um, seeing what happens in this but yeah, that's it, people. That's it. Okay, people. So we are coming to the end of another one. Um, a just a couple of bits of fight news. Uh, so um, Mallory Martin v Hannah Cyphers looks like it's going to take place on the 29th of August. Um, we've also got Marab Dalishvili against John Dobson happening at uh, UFC 252 I believe and UFC 253 is going to have Jordan Espinosa v David Dorvac so um, they're three fun fights to look forward to also UK fans the trilogy is coming in September. That is the name of Cage Warriors' reemergence since COVID. They are holding fights on September the 24th, 25th, and 26th. So that's Cage Warriors 114, 115, and 116. There's going to be four belts. On the line over that weekend So we're gonna see Lightweight champion Mason Jones Bantamweight champion Jack Cartwright Middleweight champion Nathias Fedrick And flyweight champion Fadir Fadin Also competing over the weekend Will be Reefs McKee Adam Proctor, Luke Skanks, Morgan Cherry, Paddy Pimlet, Jack Grant, James Webb, and Ian Gary. So no um no word on 
who will be fighting on each day or what belts on each day but those people will be fighting and it's all going to be taking place from the BEC arena in Manchester um yo it will be on fight pass and i'm looking forward to this people uh so um that's it for another episode and we will be back next week to recap everything that happens at the weekend people enjoy the fights enjoy the ap- action and uh yo jiu-jitsu overtime Oh man, that's going to be a lot of fucking fun. So make sure you do not miss that. All right, people, and catch you next week. Peace.